0: Okay, so we are beginning Parsha Kisisa. a oh, very, very joyous Purim to everyone on this Sunday and starting the homish portion of this week. God spoke to Moses saying, we will take a census of the children of Israel according to their count. Every man shall give God an atonement for his soul when counting them. There will be no plague among them when counting them. So Rashi explains that this word, Tisa means taking when you wish to take the total of the number. You know how many there are? Don't count them by their heads, but each one gives a half shekel, a certain coin, as we're going to discuss, and then you're going to count the coins, and that's how you're going to know the number. Marsha is clarifying here, this word tisa um, has a lot of different meanings. It's from the root word Nassa, which means to carry or to raise. And have has a lot of different meanings relating to this idea of raising. But close here is saying it has to do with take. Other examples is to swear, to forgive, to favor, to raise, to carry. So what Rashi is clarifying here is, besides translating the word, is that he's saying that this giving of the coins is not accompanying the count, but actually preceding it. It's not when you take. It's when you wish to take. When you wish to take the number of their number of their count, everyone gives the coin. And then you count the coins, and based on the counting of the coins, that's how you know how many people there are. Now, this did not happen now. This is not a command to count the people. It's a general statement. If you wish to count them, count them by these coins. And we will soon in a few rashes explain when Moses counted them. Now, why is it important to you to count this way? So the verse says there will be no plague among them because, in other words, implying if you count them directly by their heads, there will be a plague because it says that the evil eye can affect that which has been counted and pestilence comes upon them like we found in the days of David that King David ordered his general, Job, to take a census of the nation and right after that, 70,000 people died in the plague which David and the prophet God blamed on the improperly conducted census. Next verse. This is what they shall give, everyone who passes among the counted, half of the shekel by the holy shekel, the shekel is 20 gerah. half of the shekel as a portion to God. So this, whenever it says this, which seemingly mean this verse is superfluous, it always implies that we're like pointing and showing something. So Rashi says that God showed Moses a coin of fire, whose weight was half a shekel. And he said, like, this type of coin they should give. Whoever passes among the counted, because it was a practice of those who count, so those that are counted pass before them one after the other. So That's why we use this term to pass among the counted. Now half of the shekel by the holy shekel. So this, the Rosh explains here that it's not, doesn't mean that the shekel itself is holy. It doesn't mean that the treasury of the temple minted its own coins. It means the shekel here is a unit of value which the Torah uses for things that are holy. The shekel is 20 gerah, a complete shekel. So, Rashi explains that the verse is specifying how much the shekel is. In other words, the Torah doesn't say half of a shekel. It says half of the shekel. It implies that the shekel is defined. So, Rashi is saying here now we have the definition, which is why it said the shekel and not a shekel. This is the definition. We mean a shekel of 20 geira. So the next, Rashi explains But a geira is like the Aramaic word ma'a. So we have, the shekel is 20 geira. And Rashi now goes into a calculation because an entire shekel has four zuz. And the zuz was originally five ma'a. Remember Rashi says the geira and the ma'a are the same thing. The original zuz is five ma'a and four zuz is two shekels, four times five is 20. That means a shekel is 20 ma'ah. And Rashi told us that a ma'ah is a gerah. So 20 ma'ah, 20 geira. Everyone had to give half of that, which means everyone had to give 10 geira, 10 ma'ah. A person could question what Rashi is saying because we find in the Talmud, usually it speaks of the shekel as 24 ma'ah. And yet here we're saying it's 20 gerah, 20 ma'ah. So Rashi explains that later our sages added a six to it so they raised the weight of the zuz to six silver ma'ah. In other words, originally it was five. In this biblical verse, we're going to the original zuz, which is five ma'ah. But by the times of the Talmud, the zuz was had a larger weight. It was six ma'ah. So if a shekel is four zuz and a zuz is six ma'ah, four times six is 24, the shekel becomes 24 ma'ah or 24 gerah. But originally, biblically, it is 4 times 5 is 20, 20 geira, 20 ma'a, which means every Jew gave half of that 10. Everyone who passes among the counted from the age of 20 years and up shall give the portion to God. So the fact that we're specifying 20, Rashi says, teaches us that under 20 does not go to serve in the army. Under 20 is not counted in the census of adult men. The wealthy shall not increase, and the destitute shall not decrease from the half of the shekel, to give the portion of God to atone for your souls. Rashi says that we're saying to atone for your souls, the key is two answers. The first answer is so that you shouldn't have a plague because of the counting. That's the atonement, that we're doing it by money, because if we just counted directly your head, that could be, God forbid, a plague. The second explanation is to atone for your souls, is telling us because there were three types of offering. We had a similar Rashi previously explaining we had the, in, in the beginning of Parashat Truma. Truma, stop, see some ago. There's three offerings where we have the word Truma that a portion for God is written. That's what we have here in our verse. This portion of God written three times. The first of the offerings was the silver for the sockets of the tabernacle, which. Moses counted the Jews very right in the beginning after Yom Kippur of when when God forgave the Jews for the sin of the golden calf and said to build the tabernacle, the Moses counted the Jews and each they were counted by giving this half-shekel coin and the totality of the count became a hundred kikar of silver and that was used for the sockets they had done in the sockets of the tabernacle. The second offering which is also through counting, is once the tabernacle is erected. On the first day of the second month and the second year. So this is year. On the first day of year, rate the second year, means the second year after the Jews have left Egypt. It's been about a year since they left Egypt, a year and a month, or a year and two weeks. And here also, every person gives the same amount. They each give half a shekel. And all of this money was used to buy the communal offerings for a year's worth of communal offerings for the altar. And in both of these countings, everyone gives the same amount. If you're rich, you can't give more. If you're poor, you can't give less. Everyone gives that. Now, this is the offering we were saying to atone for your souls. As the verse says, to atone for your souls, because this offering, this counting of this half shekel coin, was to buy the offerings, the sacrificial offerings for the altar for the year and the purpose of those sacrificial offerings was to atone for your souls. The third offering alluded to is what everyone donated, the silver, the copper, the thirteen, fifteen items. But here it was not equal. Everyone gave whatever they had. Some gave much more, some gave much less. Of course, everyone gave it with the same heart and the same emotion. God valued it the same way. Next verse you shall take the silver of the atonement from the children of Israel and give it for the work of the Tent of Meaning, and shall be remembrance before God for the children of Israel to atone for your soul. So this is telling us when Moses was supposed to do this count. He are supposed to count them at the beginning of the contribution toward the temple, to the tabernacle, after the incident with the golden calf, because, of course, after the sin of the golden calf, there was a plague that killed many of the Jewish people. So it's sort of like in a parable of a flock of sheep that's very precious, and the flock was stricken by pestilence. When the pestilence is over, the owner said to the shepherd, count my sheep. Let's see how many are left. Because the flock is very precious to me. So similarly here, the Jewish people are very precious to God. So we sinned, and they were quite a number of Jews that died because of the sins. And therefore, God says the Jewish people are precious to me, count them. Now, the question is, what counting happened? What are we talking about? There is a counting in the book of Numbers, in the beginning of the book, and that counting took place on the first day of the second month of the second year as we just mentioned in the previous verse, on Rosh Chodesh year, the second year, meaning it's been a year since the Jews left Egypt. The Jews left Egypt a year before they left Egypt, then they got the Torah, then Moses went up on the mountain, and then the Jews sinned with the golden calf, and then Moses spent another 80 days asking God for forgiveness, and then on Yom Kippur they were forgiven, and then they begin the work of the tabernacle. And they're doing tabernacle for the rest of Tishrei and Heshwan and Kislev and Tavis and Shat and Adar. At the end of Adar, they start the seven days of consecrating the tabernacle. Then in Nisan, we have the eighth day of the consecration. And a month later, in Eir, which is now already a year since they left Egypt, we have this census. The reason why I can't be on the same thing is because we know that that t- counting that took place on the first day of year of the second year, we know a month before the tabernacle was already erected. On the first month, on the first day they erected it. And from this counting of our passage, the sockets of the tabernacle were made. Which They had 100 key of silver and they made all the sockets. So obviously, we couldn't have... Counted the Jews and amassed the silver for the sockets a month after the tabernacle is already erected. We have to have the silver before then. Let me say that a little more clearly in case it wasn't clear. Rashi is questioning when did this counting happen? We see clearly a counting written in the Torah, but we also know the date of that counting. That counting took place on the first day of the second month, year. That's clearly written in the Torah, that counting. But Rashi says, that can't be the counting we're talking about. Because we know that every Jew gave half a shekel of silver, and that silver created the adanim, the sockets, which were used for all the beams of the tabernacle. But the tabernacle was erected a month before this counting happened. So obviously, you didn't have a month later the silver for the sockets for a tabernacle that's already been erected a month ago. So there must have been another counting that we're talking about, where they amassed are each two giving a half shekel, the silver for the Adonim, not the one in Bamidbar in numbers, which took place a month after the Tabernacle was constructed. So what was the first census? So that was at the beginning of the contribution, meaning right after Yom Kippur. This was now the first year after the Exodus for the Yom Kippur, God said, I forgive the Jews for the sin of the golden calf and built for me a tabernacle. So we had that census of each Jew giving a half shekel, which this hundred key amassed was used for the sockets of the beams of the tabernacle. And that was after Yom Kippur in the first year after the exodus. And then during the second year of Eir, the second month of the second year, once the tabernacle was erected a month earlier, again we have a counting of, again, a half shekel. And that counting, the second counting, that took place in the year of the second year, from there we had the money for a year's worth of sacrificial offering. So that means we have twice the Jews being counted. you are counted after Yom Kippur of the first year. This is the very beginning of the dedication to the tabernacle after a Yom Kippur, God said, "I forgive them for the sin of the golden calf and build from a tabernacle." And then we have half a year later, a little more. Now, in the second year after the Exodus, in the second month of Ir or we have another counting, and from that counting of half shekels, we have the money for the sacrifices. The so person could question what Rashi is saying and says, "Wait a minute, how is this possible that so we have two separate countings?" In two separate years after Yom Kippur of the first year and after year of the second year and we have the exact same number of people 600,000 603,550 how could you have two different years and have the exact same number 603,550 I mean you would think there'd be you can just positively at least some 19 year olds who were 19 at the first counting who became 20 by the second counting how is it possible they have the identical number Rashi explains that when we're saying it's the first year and the second year, we're looking at it in terms of years since the exodus, meaning the point of the exodus is the beginning of the count, beginning of the years when they left Egypt on the 15th of the first month of Nisan. So Nisan is the first month of the exodus, which therefore means a year and a month later, in ER, it's the second year because they left Egypt over a year ago. But in terms of counting years of people, not counting years since Exodus, but counting years of people, we don't count from Nissan; we count from Tishrei. So since we're counting from Tishrei, because Tishrei is ahead of the year, our year changes in Tishrei. Right now we are in the Jewish year 5,777, and that began five months ago on Rosh Hashanah. And the year changes in about uh, half a year from now on Rosh Hashanah. So the year's counting for age is from Rosh Hashanah, Kishrei. The counting from the exodus is from Nisan, Passover when the Jews left. So therefore, if I'm counting the years of the exodus, these two countings were in two different years, and the first counting after Yom Kippur is still the first year within the first 12 months after the exodus, and the second counting in year is already the second year because it's 13 months since the exodus. But if I'm looking at the ages of people, both of these countings took place in the same year. They both took place after Tishrei of the year 2449. So therefore, since they took place in the same year, we're counting the ages the same. And that's how, in both countings, we had the exact same number, 603,550.